Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 800-871-3291. 800-871-3291. Again, that's 800-871-3291. Six, five. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. It is the 16th of October, 2021, getting close to Halloween. I'm Frederick Penny, your host with Todd Cunin and our producer, Cal Hunter. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. This is Radio Law Talk. Probably almost five years of entertaining, you know, I'm going to say exciting and sometimes informative uh, radio. That's That's probably what this is all about. I had some people talk to me the other day and said, wow, this is, I can't, you know, uh, they actually wrote up a little spiff on me, okay? And it was uh, some sort of bio about Radio Law Talk. And you know what they put, Todd? What'd You'd put? be shocked. They put, they will be, this is, they sent it to me, right? And they said, okay, we just want you to approve this. Um, call in for pure legal advice for free. And I said, no, can't say that, you know? <laughs> and, and then to top it off, then they said, uh, you will hear all about the law Everything about legal and uh, in-depth details of the law. I said, no, we're not doing that either. (laughs) You could have changed it. Yeah, we got some music going there. We could have changed it with one. Instead of pure, call in for pure legal. It was call in for impure legal advice. That we'd be fine with that. Or adulterated. (laughs) Adulterated. Or or messed up. Completely messed up legal advice. Completely what you hear from us, do the opposite. It's It's opposite date every day on Radio Law Talk. George Costanza. (laughs) a day. (laughs) Well, it doesn't work. What should you do? Maybe you should do the opposite of everything you've done in your life, George. You know, I live with my parents, don't have a job, uh, and I'd like to go out with you and I'm overweight or whatever he said. you are so attractive, George Costanza. (laughs) That's exactly. So that's kind of what we're doing here in Radio Law Talk. We're going to talk about some interesting things. Um, We're going to talk about... uh, the Durst trial. Oh, my gosh. Years we've been doing the Durst trial. We're going to talk about this. A very interesting uh, confession from a Nike executive. We're going to talk about Brent Favre. We're going to talk about the Supreme Court justices bickering. Oh, my gosh. I think I, Todd and I were talking uh, during the break. I, You know, I truly think civility in this world, and especially in the United States, has gone to the birds. I mean, it just – it's literally – 
not what it used to be when people would disagree about something. They just say, okay, you know, let's disagree and move on. Uh, it doesn't mean there weren't sometimes people would fight over something. But uh, let's see, that uh, flower is white. No, it's a kind of a little bit of off-white yellow. Oh, let's fight over that. You yeah. have offended me. You have offended you know, me. I, I identify with it being a white flower. Yes, I, I absolutely can't believe you said that. And I think you're... You're uh, you're this and that and this and that type of person. I'm like, I just said the flower is a little different color than you thought. But anyways, it's even getting into the justices, and we're gonna talk oh, yeah. about that today. Remember, seek legal counsel. Uh, we're just we're just talking about general uh, topics of law, and we're not giving legal advice. Uh, again, Todd, I wish I almost brought it with me so you can read <laughs> what it said. And she was doing a wonderful job. She just you know she just. That, you know, typesetting stuff and setting it up for uh, Radio Law Talk, and they don't do this for a living. But it was all about just the complete opposite of what we say we can and cannot do. Well, I'm so, glad she ran it by you. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad it didn't come out. Well, a lot of a lot of articles that come out about us or me, we don't we don't know what they say, and they come out, and there a lot of it's just. Just wrong, you know. Just and remember that Adam Schechter at ESPN yeah. got in trouble because he ran an article past the uh, Bruce Allen of the Washington Redskins, and so now they're thinking they might uh, cut him loose. Really? Because it was an article, and he said, "Well, how do you think?" Because he was a direct party. You know, an article was about him and the NFL uh, strike. Right. And he said, "What do you think? Did I get it right, boss?" You know, called him editor. You know, in, oh, a, in okay. a joking way. And and so now everybody's saying, "Well, oh, Schechter, you know, he compromised himself." And uh, from a purely journalistic standpoint, that would be called compromising yourself. Yeah, yeah. you just yeah. don't. You don't ask. You know, uh, I mean, you do. Obviously, this wasn't a journal writing. It was. It was about a pod, our podcasts and right. stuff. And they just wanted to put a little little thing saying down there, but it was pretty funny. How? Uh, uh, um, hold on, I've got a I've got a very important phone call, so I have to hang up. I have to hang a up. Very important yeah. phone call. Oh. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we're going to talk about those things. Uh, we're going to get into a, a little bit about uh, very very interesting uh, issues with uh, Epstein and Maxwell. That's still in the news. We're going to discuss that. The, the, you know the. The arguments we're going to talk about by counsel. My 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 thought is, what do you what do you think it should be? <laughs> Just remember that phrase. That's going to be my theme. Wow. What, what do you expect? <laughs> That's okay? funny. It's, it's, but but it, it is interesting how. And I've been to the United States Supreme Court. I'm sworn in, uh, and I can argue before the United States Supreme Court. And I've I've been there, and I've been in the. East wing of the upper room of the United States Supreme Court. Uh, where he met his love. Uh-huh. Uh, Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. She came in and talked. She is the tiniest little thing. I'm sorry. It is. It, she reminded me of like a queen... What Victoria, the little you know, just the queen of she, the queen of England. Queen yeah, she of, yes. had her little white gloves and her, and she was so. It's like if you if you shook her hand, I think you you break her. She was so small and tiny that, uh, but and she was so. I'm going to say the word proper, professional, and not a break in a smile. Nothing, not a break. Where you got Justice Roberts? Hey, man, how's everything? Not you know, he's not like, but, <laughs> what's up, man? Like hey, he's guys. gonna come in talking about his fantasy football team. Yeah, and yeah. Well, he, he's a guy you could sit down and, and you know have a root beer with and uh, talk about football and stuff. And, and yeah, come on over, let's take a picture. And, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg was woof. It was 
I felt like I was in with royalty or deity <laughs> even more than that. It just would have been hilarious if when she finally speaks, she's like, yo, meat puppet, get out of my way. Yeah, I'm moving this exactly way. Come on. Right. <laughs> well, but uh, but it was like a, when yeah. she walked in, yeah, it was like it was like a hush. It was like, whoosh. And there was, we were just eating breakfast. It was a breakfast, and there was probably 20 of us, you know. So it wasn't like a big, big, big thing. And, and just to tell you guys a little bit behind the scenes, so they allow, when you're sworn in, you're allowed to, if you're with a group, you can – Go up to the east room, you, and you have to have it set up in advance that you can have a little breakfast that that they bring up. And actually, it was a nice breakfast, and you sit down and eat. And and then um, the justices, after you're sworn in, you, they come up and say hi to you. Some of them will, some won't. And it's just a small room. And then and this is apparently where they go and relax. I didn't realize that. And then between the east room, and then there's like a west wing, and in the middle is this huge court courtyard beautiful with trees and flowers and and this is in the top like on the very top of this of the united states supreme court and you go out there and you sit and there's waterfalls it's just like one of those contemplation places right the, the relaxation room before you go outside did it have a foosball table no it did not ping, ping pong and, but you know what's interesting pinball machine no not, no that's okay. not it didn't have for todd kunin all anymore. right well you, well you know i just uh, reasons why i'll never be a supreme court justice my, my question is yeah. did they play this music <laughs> did they, they play would have music? if i would have gone over <laughs> our disclaimers you know so in, the, in the room but so <laughs> so but i just want to explain this because people have never probably very rare if any of you have ever been been here um, but as you kind of go out there and you sit and relax, it, it's it's at the very top of the United States Supreme Court, like just on the, on it's on the like the rooftop area, and it's not rooftop, but it's like right below it, and just a cool. I was looking for the jacuzzi tub. <laughs> all the, I can you picture all the justices sitting in the jacuzzi. Hey man, that was a good argument today. Let's just pass this around. But it, but but the interesting thing about it again is the paintings that were in that room. Cal and Todd were crazy, just old-fashioned, you know, old, all the justices, like real oils, not fake ones, but just the art in there was probably very, very so none, uh, of, none of the paintings valuable. of the justices were like the old paint by numbers. No. You know, I, I mean, I'm wondering if Bob Ross was, oh, we're, we're going to add another Supreme here's Court Here's a justice. happy accident. Oh, sorry, Ruth. Here's, here's a happy judge. A happy judge. Oh, he needs a friend. I'm sorry. He's he's staunchly conservative. He's not going to have any friends. So here's what we'll do. <laughs> well, we've started off on an on a interesting note. We'll be back after this. We'll do a case or no case, then get into the Durst trial. Yeah, stay tuned. There's much more Radio Lock Talk coming up here. Stay tuned for more Radio Law Talk. It's coming right up after we break away. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. 
You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-738-0170. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-710-3739-800-710-3739-800-710-3739-800-710-3739. That's 800-710-3739. Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes. Call now. 800-220-7612-800-220-7612-800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-711-9218-800-711-9218-800-711-9218. That's 800-711-92. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. This is a great time to call the show. 855-LAW-RADIO. That's 855-LAW-RADIO. Welcome back back to Radio Law Talk from the break. I'm your host, Frederick Penning, with Todd Kunin and our producer, Cal Hunter. Um... 
Cal, you know why everybody comes for one thing, one thing only. That's case or no case. Roll it. Case or no case. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay. Case okay. Now it's time to play case or no case. Yay! Hey, Todd, I think we're going to beat him because we've already got him flustered about turning case Are or no case. Are we still doing that bit? I didn't know. Okay, no, I'm kidding. Okay. And now, case or no case, as I take you to Carefree, Arizona where Juan and Anne Franco make up a couple who needed an attorney, and they hired one to defend them on serious charges, embezzlement. You see, they were the bookkeeping department of the local credit union, the Deer Valley Credit Union, where about a quarter of a million dollars went missing over a period of seven years. And audits supposedly led directly to the Francos, so they were arrested and charged even as they professed their innocence. Their lawyer never showed up for their first court appearance. An effort was made to track him down. Voicemail. The judge was irritated that day anyway, and he really did not like their lawyer, so they were held over for arraignment. And then, bear in mind, this was after he had collected $10,000 from the Francos in upfront fees, and more fees would be coming. So for the preliminary hearing where the Francos really needed their lawyer to make some counterarguments, he showed up late. The judge was not amused, nor were the Francos. After the legal tongue lashing and the hearing, where the lawyer appeared to be unprepared, they decided to fire their lawyer on the spot, Will Roberts, and they asked that they might have more time to hire new counsel. The judge reluctantly agreed and chided the Francos because they'd not done their research on the attorney very well. The local newspaper archives show that Esquire Roberts had been barred from appearing in court on behalf of clients for the six previous months because, in the words of the court at the time, he was in need of rehabilitation services and not for a sprained knee. The Frankos had some assets, according to the judge, and didn't really qualify for public defender. So they decided to look into trying to get their ten grand back, and they sought legal counsel. And that's what I'm asking you. Uh, Fred, I'm going to start with you sure. because you're, you're back here. Is this a case or no case? That is an excellent scenario that uh, happens often, and I've seen it before. It's sad, Cal, because sometimes I see this happening in a courtroom mm -hmm. uh, where you'll you'll see an individual walk in, and the you know the how do I want to say this? The lawyer is not prepared or must have had a bad night, you know, and you're like, ooh. <laughs> So the answer is the, the, this is a very easy one that obviously the courts are are should be uh, sympathetic to the Francos and yes he's going to have to pay that ten thousand dollars back and yes they would win but I don't know that this is a full case I'm going to say it's a scenario but not a case. All right, fair enough. So you say no case. Mr. Kunin, as a defense attorney, I know you have never been found guilty of any of these bad lawyering sins, but not been found guilty, no. <laughs> or even been it's got to be proof beyond a reasonable <laughs> doubt, baby. <laughs> or even been accused. But I know you can tell us whether you think it's a case or no case. Sure. Can I ask, um, sure. what's the, where was this at and what, what year? It was in Arizona. Okay. And it was in 1997. 1997. All right. And if I say if, if a complaint was filed with the state bar as opposed to being filed in court, would that constitute a case being filed? No. I don't think so. Okay. Because this is something, I believe, for the return of a fee that would be submitted to the state bar. Mm -hmm. for I, I didn't get appropriate representation. Then the state bar would issue a, do an investigation, um, issue a sanction 
action, make an order with your law license hanging in the balance, you got to pay them back this, and it also would depend on what the written contract provided for. But that's how this dispute should be handled if you don't think you got good representation. So because that's where it's happened and because the ruling is if that happened, it would still be no case, I go no case. You know what? I'm going to comment on that too, by the way. So here's what's interesting. I think what Cal brought up was that at the time that he was representing them, because you're saying the state bar is going to come against him, he, I think he had lost his license anyway. He had, was that right? He was he was barred from practicing for six months. Prior. Oh, for six yeah. months. So he was on probation right. of some right. sort. Yes. Okay. So I think we're what we're we're in agreement that this is a scenario, but no case. We're ready for points. Don't forget, Cal, on this one, since we did the same thing, you could get points if you skunked us. I know. Now, Todd, make sure that you keep score and get Cal's sheet out if oh, you will, please. No, I'm just kidding. For those of you who say. This was a case. No. Oh, that's none of you. Those of you who say it was not a that's case, both that of would us. be Fred and Todd. And I say, yes. Yes. This is, as Fred pointed out, an all too common scenario. It happens more frequently than you might imagine. And I guess the only thing uh, lesson is before you hire an attorney, check them out. Right. And I don't know how you do that, but. You guys can maybe give us some advice. Hey, you know uh, what, Cal? I'm going to bring up a comment on that. And and this is, you know, this is what's great about Radio Law Talk. Todd and I have a lot of experience. I'm hitting 30 years now, almost 30 years in practice. Wow. It is, but 30 years. I I will never forget the sad story. And I remember, I, I can remember it as if it was yesterday, this lawyer showing up late and he was disheveled. And um, he was being sanctioned for not showing up to, to his case. And this is the third time he – this is the third uh, continuance that occurred, and he finally showed up. And I knew what was going on with this lawyer. I knew it because I knew of him. He was a wonderful man, had a wonderful family with uh, four children, and I think four or five children, three children, but quite a few, and a wife. And he was younger. And he was dying of cancer and it was a severe oh, no. and he was still trying to support his family and show up. And the, and the judge didn't know that and just hammered on him. And I almost felt like standing up saying, your honor, this guy is dying of cancer. And, 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 the, and the court's going to have to say that doesn't matter because you got a you got a client there that needs representation. So he should have stepped away and, and shoot it off to some of his colleagues. But he passed away probably a few months after that. But it was wow. it was sad to see him struggling to try to just keep working his practice to support his family up until the day he died. But it was very poor representation, and and it is what it is. You have to take care of your clients. Well, you have to admire him for trying to yeah. do that, don't you? But yeah. still, the court needs to. Hey, do you still have this? These clients need representation, so yeah. you need to step up. All right, we're back to talk about Robert Durst. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. This is Fred Penny, your host of the Radio Law Talk. Next hour on Case or No Case, I'm going to take you to Tule Lake, California. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Med. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, 
injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump. Call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. We'll tell you all you need to know about CGMs. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And with insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now to learn more. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. Plus, get free shipping and we'll bill your insurance company for you. CGMs are the newest in diabetic technology. They can help you stay in range and manage your diabetes better. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. And delivery is free. Remember, if you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. Call 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. Co-pays and deductibles may apply. 800-251-7560. That's 800-251-7560. Sponsored by U.S. Medical Supply. If your loved one... I like the Amadrosa Valley. That's true. This is Radio Law Talk. Welcome back to Radio Law Talk, the number one uh, radio show with uh, kitty bumps. So we're the number one kitty bump radio show. So I, I, I don't think anybody can can outdo our kitty bumps. So that's we, true. That is true. That's true. You know what? Robert Durst is comes from a family that is very wealthy. That uh, basically uh, was big in the real estate game, and apparently he has a brother or two and. Other family members that are very upstanding, uh, at least publicly upstanding, good citizens um, that uh, are well known. And he, this one f- just kind of went off the rails, right? Oh yeah, that's a, I mean, that's an understatement. So for years, well, we can say this one it, things in his life went off the rails. Well, yes. including yeah. him, yeah, yeah, yeah. including yeah. him. So let's start back from the very beginning. I'm not going to go in deep detail, but he starts off. He gets married, and his wife, you know, happily married. Somehow, uh, it's Kathy uh, Durst, and somehow just uh, you know dies or disappears. Well, she she disappears. Dis- the last disappears. the yeah. last time she yeah. was seen alive by anyone, January 31st, 1982. And nobody knows what happened to her. Right. She was, he's gone. That's right. And then next thing you know, Durst moves out to some island somewhere and he's meets this friend of some sort and this friend and he get in an argument and uh, he claims, that is Robert Durst claims that he pulled a gun on him and Robert Durst uh, had to, in self-defense, kill him and just happened to chop his body up into pieces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, when you're done, you know, defending yourself. You I think that was that was down in Galveston, Texas. Yeah, yeah, somewhere. But it was out there on the the somewhere on the ocean, you know, right on yeah. the beach or something. Very near. So he he, he chops the body up and they. Yeah, you know what? Well, hey, look, when you finish defending yourself, Todd. The next thing you do is chop the body up in pieces. Exactly. I mean, who among us wouldn't? Isn't that your first impulse? 
Ex- yes. Yeah, I, I, you know, I hate. I had to defend <laughs> myself, and now I got a hankering to chop it up, be, be an amateur butcher. Yeah, 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 and the thing that's interesting is, is he goes to trial for that, and he is acquitted because I guess the argument is, and this is true. Because he chopped the body up afterwards doesn't mean he didn't kill him in self-defense, right? That is correct. And so that was kind of what the statement came, and he was found not guilty. But then he finds a friend by the name of Susan Berman. Susan Berman is a a, a very interesting uh, young lady that comes from a family from Las Vegas that, again, allegations allegedly comes from a kind of a mafia boss from Las Vegas is her dad. They're trying to, as well, at least what the newspapers say, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's just what, what's the allegations are. And, uh, but it's a fairly prominent family and they get to know each other and their boyfriend, girlfriend, and things are all hunky dory. Well, the allegations are that she knew about what really happened to the wife. And so, uh, he is brought to trial for murdering, Susan Berman, who was found with a bullet in the back of her head. And by the way, interesting things about this is her purse wasn't stolen. It wasn't forced entry. It was clearly someone that that entered or or was there. Um, And um, apparently uh, Robert Durst uh, was just kind of took off. Did he just uh... his claim? His his claim in defense for the uh, for the Susan Berman death Mm -hmm. was that he went to her house her house and found her in her deceased condition. He didn't do it. That's what he says. But I found her there, and then he was the one who I, I think it was an anonymous call to let folks know that her body was found there. So so he fled, but he wanted her to be his. His defense is, I, I fled because I was scared. I found my friend dead. Because but I'm I, not chopping this body up. It, but I wanted her body to be found by the authorities, so I called it in anonymously. Okay, so now yes. that you're setting that up. So now that is, there's an interesting thing going on there. So what he decides to do later is go on HBO and does an interview. I guarantee his attorneys are going, ah, you don't want to do that. Yeah, I just want to point out. So, so Berman was found dead in two thousand. And, and look, Durst may have been the primary suspect and everything, but the prosecution just didn't have enough to go on exactly. in two thousand. Because, mind you, the trial started in twenty twenty. So, why does the trial start twenty years later? Because they didn't have enough to go on then. But what Fred's going to tell you about right now is what happened in the interim that might have changed. Yeah, so he goes on HBO uh, with an interview about kind of his life and what's happened to all these mysterious deaths in his life. And, and, he, and he puts the mic on, and they're interviewing him. And then he goes to the bathroom, Cal. You know, when you're in those long interviews, you got to have a potty break. And Cal, tell us what he says. So what the hell did I do? Okay, then he's going to what did he say right there, Cal? Killed them all, of course. That's what he said. He's in the bathroom, guys. Uh, and then the next line is, what the hell did I do? This will repeat, I think. Killed them like a meme style. Killed them all, of course. Again, he's so. taking a break during the interview yep. in the bathroom. Yeah, obviously. Right. Killed them all, of course. He said, that's what he said, on, on not on camera, but when... They were doing a filming yes, break. When it, it's, it's what's called a hot mic, where you think the microphone is off, you go somewhere else, and unbeknownst to you, 
and maybe by accident. I don't. I don't know that they were trying to catch him with this, but his microphone was still on. When well, he goes the best to the part that Cal cut off, which is good, is the passing of gas and going. No, clumsy. I was in there. I played it twice. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, there's a lot of, <laughs> lot of, lot of gas passing and stuff. So that was the best part of. Yeah. When we first aired this, if you go to our YouTube, go to Radio Law Talk YouTube, you will see our faces. We videoed us when this was going on for the first time, and we heard it, and we were just dying laughing. <laughs> so that happens, and now. They bring the trial, and there is a lot of people testifying on this trial. Exactly, because while they didn't have enough evidence back in 2000, after this audio comes out, it's like, well, look, this sounds kind of like a confession. So we can take this, couple it with all of the evidence that we had in 2000 that wasn't enough by itself. Now this gets us to a trial, and it starts, and then the pandemic hits. Right. It's this long break with the pandemic, and they, they resume – the trial. And they're found. Go ahead. And, and, and Durst ends up testifying for 15 days uh, in this case in his own defense. But the jury came back and G-U-I-L-T-Y, guilty. That is 15. I didn't realize it was 15 days he you, testified. Yep. What a, what a crazy. Yeah. And, and, and he's in poor health. He's in a wheelchair and being propped up and all this kind of stuff. I, I mean, I felt like I was watching an episode of Weekend at Bernie's. You know, it's like Weekend at Bernie's just before Bernie's death. And and because he just didn't look like he was doing good. But, yeah, they, he the jury found him guilty based upon the totality of the circumstances. And the matter was set out for sentencing, which occurred this last week. Right. And what happened is he's he's life in prison without the possibility of parole. So here's the thing. And by the way, they're going to now prosecute him for the murder of his wife uh, in was it Massachusetts or another state. I don't know uh, somewhere else. They're, even though it's kind of too late, but they're they're just it's it's the the purpose not too late as in the guy's seventy eight years old, right? But the the family wants a little bit of closure, right? And they want him to be to be held liable for it for uh, his. The wife of his, uh, the murder of his wife, and so that is that's coming up. But what's the sad part about this whole thing is the guy basically, oh, now when you're 78, you're going to go do some time. It's like it doesn't matter now, almost. You know? Well, he's 78, and I believe he has terminal cancer. He's receiving treatments for cancer, right. and so you know when you say that uh, that he's sentenced to life in prison. Well, there's a lot of people that think that that's essentially a one-year sentence because he doesn't have much time left. And, and if they want to prosecute him back on the East Coast for the uh, murder of his wife or about the disappearance of his uh, spouse in 82, they'd better get on it. You know what's interesting too, though, Todd, and this is a controversial topic that I'm going to bring up is, you know, why spend the money? And I'm not saying I agree with this, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Why spend the money to prosecute him again on another murder case that he's sitting in prison anyway, right? I know it's for the family. The family wants their justice to, to have it say he's guilty. But, you know, this is going to be millions of dollars to, uh, you know, prosecute this case. What's it going to change and what's it going to prove? Right. right. So, so my thinking on it is I, I, I see maybe the authorities uh, – what's the jurisdiction? Is it Connecticut or something like yeah, that? I can't, so I, my, that my thinking on it is I think that they know or they reasonably believe that uh, Robert Durst is probably not long for this world. 
And so what they do is they say, hey, we want to prosecute him. We want to hold on him because the last thing they want is for this guy to go into some sort of hospice care with no hold on him in another jurisdiction. But I think that what they want to say is, hey, we were going to do it. They're not going to have to spend millions of bucks because I think he's going to die before this happens. But we would have. And now they get the, the credibility of saying we would have gone after him. But he died before we could do anything, and the taxpayers were spared millions. Right. It is, wherever this is, Westchester County District Attorneys. Uh, that sounds like New York. I don't know where yeah. that is. Anyway, well, we're going to be back uh, after the break. We're going to talk a little bit about a Nike boss that confesses to something. This is really interesting. We'll be back. This is Radio Law Talk. Fred, Todd, and Denise will be right back with more Radio Law Talk after we take this break. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell on your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Cut Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, 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 quack, car, car, car wash. Quick, quack, car wash. Get the quick quack confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Get the quick quack habit. Take your car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like quick quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, quick quack car. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-710-3739-800-710-3739-800-710-3739. That's 800-710-3739. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your 
your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0940. That's 800-670-0940. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. Not literally. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. So we're talking about this Nike executive that's very interesting, this individual. This was when I first saw this uh, story come out and uh, we discussed this. I was kind of... And this is what I want you to go into because you're former prosecutor with DA's office and you now do public defending um, about a, a confession of a murder f- almost, what, 50 some odd years ago? It's, this, the murder is – let's see. It occurred three years before I was born, so 56 years ago. 1965. And what is the statute limitations? I guess on that, I don't know. There isn't. There isn't one. And, and I think and, he was, was. Maybe he was a minor too. Oh, he was. Uh, he might have been a minor at the time too. I think he was part of a gang. But you got to go ahead. You can. You can bring that. You can talk about that. This is a former Trailblazers president and the current Nike executive Larry Miller who just says, "I I got to confess something." So, so while I'm breaking this down here, somebody with a calculator. Somebody is 19. If somebody is 72 years old right now, right, and 55 minus 51. How old were they? At what it takes 56 away from 72? I'll do that. I'll All figure right. that. Out. That's no. So, they were they're a minor. I think. Yeah, could be. I mean, go, 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 six, carry the five, do the two, Times then minus pi. six, divided by six. Sixteen. Uh, the root, Sixteen years root, old. Do the root, uh, square root. Yeah. Uh, Sixteen. Sixteen, and then you multiply it by the, the circumference of the earth. Uh, yes, so. So there, that's, that's past. And, and, and that is, and that is, that's why. Um, I mean, unless you're in a jurisdiction where they uh, prosecute minors as adults, but. Uh, look, this is old. What's the family going to do? But but here, here here's the background. So um, a boss at Nike, I believe he is in charge of the Jordan brand at Nike, and his name is uh, Larry Miller. Not to be confused for those of you in Utah. Not to be confused with the uh, was it former owner of the Utah, Utah Jazz, Jazz d- yeah. different individual. And Miller, he has a big and car dealership. A too. million car dealerships and yes. a very entrepreneurial family. He's deceased, but yeah, very entrepreneurial family. Yeah. Entrepreneurial family. Good but, family. But, By the way, uh, just to, uh, 
Sorry, Todd's oh, trying to get to it. Side note, uh, my, my partner lawyer there used to represent him. So anyway, oh, really? Cool. So uh, Larry Miller has had a, a pretty successful career in – with both Nike and with the NBA, he was a former president of the Portland Trail Blazers. He was an executive with Nike before that. Then he was with uh, the Portland Trail Blazers. Then he went back to Nike, and he is, I believe, the president or, or oversees the Jordan brand uh, division of Nike. And recently, because he's got a his memoir coming out, he's 72, and I guess that's what you do when you hit 70-ish is you release memoirs. Mine would be a pamphlet. Um, and he— oh, no. It'd be a long book, but it wouldn't be very. It'd be well, about, yeah, cat, it, it would just about be a, cats and relationships and video games. It would be a huge run-on sentence. That's all mine would be. Two sheets, two sheets. <laughs> but Mr. Miller has admitted that back when he was apparently in 1965, when he was 16 years old, that he was a member of a gang, and that he shot and killed an 18-year-old young man by the name of Edward White. And uh, and he did that to get it off of his chest. Now, listen, it's not like he had a stellar life and that this uh, allegation or this admission is is like knocking him off the pedestal of an otherwise what everybody would have thought was a stellar life from birth to this point. In many respects, this incident notwithstanding, I, I think Larry Miller – can be held out as a success story for rehabilitation from a life of crime to one of trying to do right by your life and being an upstanding citizen because he was in and out of the prison system from early on when he was part of this gang as a teenager all the way up until he was about 30 years old. And after he was finally released, went, got a degree, I think. No, he got the degree in in prison. Got the degree in prison, got out. He landed a job offer with a prestigious firm, but he was honest about his past. And when they found out about his criminal past, he lost the job. Accounting. He's an accountant. Yes, he lost that. And so he had to, like, go forward not telling people about the past. And he was able to rise through the ranks. He's an African-American male uh, and was able to rise through the ranks and develop into a very successful executive with Nike, then the Portland Trailblazers, and now back with Nike. And um, But there is this incident that occurred back. Now, we, we just did the, the Durst case last uh, segment, and we're talking about how – a, a murder that occurred in 2000 finally went to trial in 2020, and yeah, that's a long time. If Mr. Miller were an adult, was an adult at the time of the murder of Edward White, there would be nothing preventing the uh, prosecutors from going in and taking this confession and prosecuting. But he was a juvenile at the time that he I'm did it. I'm sure he talked to lawyers before. He oh, I'm certain us. he did. I'm sure he had some lawyers that he consulted with. And uh, he, this is what he claims. This is what this is his alleg- claims. And again, I'm not against him. I'm not saying that negative, but I want to say the side of the family that the guy that was murdered. Right. Yeah. What about their side? What what what? How do they feel right now? Um, you know, so, uh, you know, you've got to you got to listen to both sides, Cal. You have- Is it too late for them to sue him for civil damages? Yes, yes. Forget it. Way huh? too late. Okay, um, just ask it. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's just, uh, you know, I, I'm just wondering what they have to say about this, that they lost their 18-year-old son. There's a mom and dad. Maybe they're not alive. The mom and dad aren't alive. Or a brother or sister that's still alive lost their brother or sister. So sad all the way around, but... Uh, 
I'm not quite sure what I think about that. Uh, you know, now you, you say that he probably talked to his lawyer. I, I guarantee he did. Talk to the lawyers before you release something like that. Make sure that this is something that they couldn't come back and use and try him as an adult and stuff. I'm pretty certain they made sure all the I's were dotted and T's were crossed in terms of that. But I also wonder from a, a, a PR standpoint, because he is big with Nike, right? I wonder if be curious to know if before this came out, his confession, if there was outreach to the family of the victim, if there was outreach so that uh, so that they're not being blindsided by this, because can you see how an admission like this, if there was not, would really do damage to everything going on? I, I would hope that that would be the case, but we may never know. Yeah, that's very interesting. I, I just think... Uh... Uh, the fact that he's coming out at 72, like he said, it's memoir time. You know, it, it's memoir time, and, and memoir time means you lay it all out in life. So, Cal, I guess you and I, you're a touch older than me. You and yeah. I are going to have to, you know, we got an, I got another you know, 20 years. Where I'm, I'm not buying the book. I'm not buying the book. No. <laughs> you're not going to buy the book. Okay. No, no. no but I have a question about this. Sure. I wonder, because Nike is very aggressive in, in its marketing tactics, is it possible to reach certain demographies, certain groups, demographics, that this is coming out now to help increase his street cred as an as a Nike executive who's been there, done that, out in the streets with the people. Dumb question, but just thinking out loud. I, I don't know. I I think, in my not so humble opinion, while I I get that Nike is very um, aggressive in their marketing, let, let's look at some and of astute. the let, Let's look at some of the things that Nike um, has tried to shy away from. For example, do you re- we did this story about six, eight months ago. Do you remember the one about the uh, the rapper that was releasing a doctored brand of oh, Nike know, shoes right, right, that had right. references to the devil on it? And Nike was out there. Blood had his blood in it. That's right. And Nike went out and filed a lawsuit. Ultimately, it was dismissed, but they did it as a PR thing to make sure that they separated themselves from anything this untoward that element, yeah, right? right. I, I think – just me, but I find it hard to believe that they would go to those lengths to separate themselves in that context while at the same time do this in an attempt to reach a different demographic. I, I, that seems like a stretch to me. I admit that I'm cynical, though. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, oh of course. Yeah. We'd like the court to take judicial notice of Cal's <laughs> cynicism. It shall be done, you know, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that was the case. Well, I think that that's something that we have to – it was a little bit of a shocker for me. You know, I just, it is. I wonder uh, – if you have, you have a comment, 855-LAW-RADIO. Again, 855-529-7234. And uh, we're going to be back. We're going to talk about Mississippi. Uh, Auditor is going to order Brent Favre to uh, pay some money. I, I'm kind of on Favre's side the way it sounds to me. I am too. I, I think he just was doing something that was legitimate, that he – it's not his job to do a full investigation into everything everybody in the government's doing, right? Uh, and then we're going to talk about um, a very interesting NFL issue. We're going to we're going to call it uh, NFL not for long concerning an attorney, right? We're going to talk about that when we come back. This is Radio Law Talk. I'm your host Frederick Penny. We have two more hours of Radio Law Talk starting at six minutes after the next hour. And remember, we're live from the West Coast, nine to noon. Every Saturday at RadioLawTalk.com and on many radio stations. We'll be back. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com. 
a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. you by Amazon. As students head back to school, there are a number of supplies and preparations underway. But while the lists may have grown, the time and money spent shopping doesn't have to. Customers can spend less and smile more when they shop Amazon for everything they need to get back to school. A one-stop shop offering the widest selection and lowest prices. And did you know? Amazon offers a discounted Prime membership option for qualifying government assistance recipients for just $5.99 per month. That's 50% off. In addition to Amazon's everyday low prices, Prime members enjoy unlimited fast, free delivery, access to exclusive savings, thousands of movies and TV shows with Prime Video, more than 2 million songs ad-free with Amazon Music, and access to more than 1,000 books and magazines with Prime Reading, something that can come in handy as those reading lists ramp up. To learn more or start your 30-day free trial, visit Amazon.com slash Prime Discount.